And hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show today. I have my good friend, Rossi McFree, with me. Say hello to everybody. Hello, everyone. And today we are reviewing the 1993 film, So I Married an Axe Murderer, starring Mike Myers. This is probably one of my favorite movies that Mike Myers has put out, and not only that, but it's very underrated. No one really talks about this movie at all. Uh, I'm just going to bring do a breakdown of the premise, and then after that, I'll give Rossi the floor on what she thought of it, because this is her first time actually seeing right. the film. So yeah. I want to get her thoughts first, and then I'll break into the film and everything. So basically, you have this guy named Charlie. Charlie is actually a... He's actually kind of like a poetic type of person, where he goes to these uh, clubs, and he recites his poems and stuff like that, like with poem readings and stuff like that out in San Francisco. He has commitment issues. His friends think that he's just losing his mind and stuff like that with every single little nitpicky thing he's doing. And then he meets Harriet, who is actually a butcher. And then his mom thinks that maybe she might be Mrs. X, the person who winds up killing men on their... Um, on their honeymoon. So with that being said, with that little premise out of the way, what did you think about this film? Well, um, I was kind of um, not sure about it because it was something that I didn't think I would be into. And so I start the movie and the opening scene where they're in the cafe. Um, and, and I also want to say, I love the, you know, it's 93. So it has that friends, you know, the coffee shop and, you know, the um, stand up, you know, Mike, whatever you call it, um, poetry night, whatever, was great. So he gets up on a stage and um, I found it funny when he does his his bit. And I just want to say side note. So when you posted that, I didn't know what you're talking about until I saw <laughs> the film. And then I really got it. And I really start laughing. Absolutely funny because he gets up there and he's talking about an ex that he was dating. Um I, I oh, let's see the the part where you meet the the family, his family for the first yeah. time. This uh, what is it? A Scottish family. Yeah. And Scottish. I didn't realize that he would be playing other characters, you know, or play the fa the father in the film. So when you get to the house, and I'm dying because the dad's doing some countdown, some um, cheer because they're getting ready to watch football. Um, he was absolutely hilarious as uh, the father. I love the mother, the son, the part where the friend comes over and they're sitting on a couch and this dad starts going off about how big his younger son's head is. And so it's really funny because the kid's sitting in front of the TV set and I'm dying because he pops his head up and the dad can't, he can't see the TV. And so he starts calling me, can you have, you ever seen a big head like that? And you have, you know, Charlie's best friend who is a detective you know, sitting on the couch, kind of laughing at it, but also at the same time, you know, don't talk to him like that. I found the movie to be absolutely hilarious. This was a really good movie, absolutely underrated. I couldn't believe that you really didn't hear much about the movie. No. I mean, this was a good movie. And also I was surprised by the cast of characters because you have Kramer in there from Seinfeld. Yep. You have a lot of those early uh, late 80s, early 90s comedians that we see now um, in the film. I mean, I wasn't expecting that. So um, absolutely love love the film, and we can get more into, you right. know, what takes place in the film. Right. Like, the opening scene, I, here's the thing. I love the opening scene because it actually, to me, 
shows you how San Francisco is. It gives you the yeah. heart of San Francisco and everything because that's actually how you picture it in the 90s where yeah. dark clothes, poem yeah. club, stuff like that. I love the cappuccino scene where he goes, oh. <laughs> excuse me, but I think I ordered the large cappuccino. The Hello. <laughs> Right, <laughs> and how they then, pass the cappuccino yeah. around for someone to finish this, and funny. It really is, if you think about it. And then, of, of course, his friends, at, looking like that he's supposed to be, like, uh, fresh, like money, but he's really not. He's basically a he, 1970s pimp, is basically what he's right. looking like. Right, Huggy Bear. Huggy, Huggy Bear. Bear, yeah. Yeah. So I like how uh, Mike Myers was able to use that and just yeah. – um roast him on that right then of course and also the oh. the fact that they that he brought like everything that was trending at the time in the 90s um i'm gonna skip to the thigh master scene i found that to be so hilarious as he's watching tv and using the thigh master <laughs> and you see him holding the directions for the thigh master <laughs> and that thing <laughs> when he was using it and it popped off and shot across the room I mean, like, seriously, dude, I was sitting here watching the movie and I'm thinking, John, John has great taste in movies. He was Thanks. absolutely right. This is a funny film. Yeah. And then also, too, it's co co uh, coming to coming affairs, which is like an old TV okay. program that used to come on. And everything. Okay. I used to remember when that used to come on TV. My mom used to watch it. OK. And everything. So, oh, a yeah. current affair. Current affair. Yeah, current. A current affair. affair. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's watching Current Affair, and yeah, that was huge. I loved Current Affair. I come home from school, want to see, you know, because it was like um, uh, one of those magazines or Inquirer, but on TV, and the most outrageous, weirdest stories would appear on a Current Affair. So I like how he was watching that and everything that was hip at the time. He put in the film, so and he's 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 really funny. Mike Myers is really funny. He's actually, if you think about it, look if you look at his filmography and everything, Mike Myers puts some stuff together that's actually funny. Yes. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if the Scottish thing uh, that's like a future fat bastard if you think about it. Right, right. With the Absolutely. because he also plays Absolutely. the father though too. Yeah, and which was uh, him as the father, <laughs> the the Scottish accent. The overly dramatization of Scottish people. Um, oh, I'll skip to the my favorite part. We, was, you know what? This is a comedy. We can just talk about okay, aspects great. of it that we love. So okay, um, the wedding where yeah. the the oh gosh the pipe the the guy that's playing the pipes and his yeah. dad singing the song and I, I can't think of what song oh, he was singing. It's a Rod Stewart. Do you remember the song, song he was singing? Yeah, it's a Rod Stewart song. Do you know? Yes. Do you think I'm sexy? If you think, if you want my body, that was so funny. Yeah. Yes. And then the, the, the guy that's on the pipe takes over and starts doing the chorus and he does a great job. And then he falls over, which is absolutely funny because that's going on in the background as you're watching another scene. It's going on in the background, the, the, the best friend trying to pick him up. So that scene, yeah. I love the wedding scene. Yes. And then he's like, uh, backpipe down. <laughs> Right, that pipe down. That's right. That's right. Then another funny thing that I really loved was, you know, I love the chemistry between Harriet and Charlie. That was the biggest thing that I was yes. sold on. Because some yes. rom-coms, they don't really work that well. Sometimes they do, yeah. sometimes they don't. And this aspect, yeah. they actually do. And I loved uh, how 
they go. I like how first they go up to her room and go, uh, go up to her apartment and goes, no, I don't. I think I'm just gonna call it a night because next thing you know, I'm gonna be making out with you. You're gonna be making out with me. We're gonna be taking each other's clothes off and everything. And I don't think it's just. Gonna, I don't think so. Well, do you want to have? Do you want to spend the night? Absolutely. <laughs> and, absolutely. But remember when he walks into the apartment and all, and yep. this apartment is. It's an artsy, it's, it's an awesome apartment. But when he comes in, and remember there's that huge poster on the well, wall, and, he, and he, he makes a comment about, uh, you know, yeah. I think what you need here is a huge poster, you know, of whatever it was. Atlantic and City, yeah. Yeah, they're Atlantic City, that's right. And she used to live in Atlantic City, but just like little jokes like that, that he'd make throughout the whole film. I mean, you're always laughing because Anything that he sees is to joke. Exactly. You and know. Also, too, even the mother and everything, she's convinced that there is a Mrs. X out there yes. in the National Enquirer. That's something I want to let you guys yes. know, too. She doesn't read the actual newspaper. She reads the National Enquirer thinking that there's a Mrs. <laughs> X that's killing right. her husbands on her on her honeymoon, right. on their honeymoons. And, of course, Charlie's just thinking, okay, yeah, okay, mom, whatever, you know. Yeah. And, oh, I got the juice maker. Do, do you have one of these? <laughs> That's right. But how funny was it when, you know, after go. they first introduced the family, when you first meet the family and they're getting ready to leave and the dad yells out, your hour is up. You've been here for an hour. Go home. The mom, you're not expecting it. And I wasn't either. The mom, <laughs> she's getting ready to, you know, give, say her goodbyes. And she reaches for, you know, Charlie's best friend and gives him a kiss. And he's kind of like trying to get away from it. And she French kisses him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she French kisses him at the front door. And I'm dying because you can see him trying to get out of it. They get done. She goes inside and she stands there and she's like, whoo, that was good. So I like how they played on that. Mm -hmm. And that continues to go every time the mom is around that best friend, right. something's going on. So I, I love that play. Same here. I, th I thought that was really good. The dynamic with yeah. the friends and everything. It's also re very relatable though, too, with the characters and things yes. like that. And also, yeah. you know, I love how the father is like a conspiracy theorist about Colonel Sanders. They put the special chemical in the... That. I missed that. Oh, you didn't hear? Okay. It's the best friend in him sitting on the couch. The son is that the other son with the big head and everything yeah. is sitting there watching football, which is soccer. Okay. And yeah. he's like, I'm telling you, they put special chemicals in there to make the chicken, <laughs> make people addicted to the chicken. I'm sorry, I sound like a Mexican rather than Scottish. Wrong, <laughs> wrong accent. <laughs> but, but he's like, just with his little bitty eyes, I tell you, <laughs> I tell you, he's got a special chemical in there, Colonel Sanders. No good, <laughs> but um, but yeah, I love the Colonel Sanders joke that he makes, and then of course, he goes, He's and then he makes another joke about his son, though, too. That I really have to say was really funny was when because he's probably has to cry his eyes out now on his huge pillar. <laughs> I didn't catch that. Yeah. <laughs> I did not catch that. Yeah. Um also, okay, so when he when he meets uh Harriet, 
Um, I liked when he went to the butcher. She's a butcher. He goes yep. to the meat market and she swamped there. She's just absolutely bu- busy. The first time he goes there, though, he goes and gets the haggit for, you know, the, the family to have dinner. He goes back and she thinks he's there for another haggit and he's not. And so he volunteers to help her out because she's super busy. And I thought that scene was funny because he's literally playing with the meat. Yeah. You know, he's doing different things. It's like a montage of him. You know, they're playing with the chicken and making a chicken dance. Then he puts the meat in his arm to make it look like his arm's gone. Just that whole scene mm-hmm. with him and the meat, throwing the meat. I thought that scene was really funny. Um, I and I like how um, th- you're right, their chemistry, because I liked how she was back there playing with them with the meat. Right. I love that, though, too. And that's actually something I wanted to mention, though, too. I liked how he was acting like that there was like an alien popping out of his chest with oh, it. Right. Yes. And then, yes. And then there was also another thing, too. He's over there uh, massaging the meat. Yes. It's, so you're out from out of town. That's right. <laughs> just, that's mm, right. It's, it's a long drive, huh? And then the people are just looking at him. And then Harriet has to move one of the customers right. out of the way. Right. But, a little interesting fun fact, though, is the fact that she kept on getting distracted with him at the, on that scene okay. and everything, too, because of the fact that he was always playing with the meat. Right. She actually cut off the tip of her finger on her, on her, on her left hand when chopping the vegetables with a uh, kitchen knife. And Travis kept on sh- uh, shouting, cut, cut, cut. She meant really? literally. Yeah. <laughs> Nancy kept on yelling, cut, cut, cut. She meant literally, although the crew initially thought she was referring to the term for shot, uh, for stopping right. the shooting of, of a scene. <laughs> That's hilarious. So, That's hilarious. Yeah. But. Um, mm. Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Go, I go on ahead. Okay. Um, okay. So um, I like when they, you know, start dating. And, you know, they they have this this awesome relationship. And you're right. The chemistry between them was great because I love the scene where um, they're walking in downtown um, San Francisco and he's doing this dance. He's playing around and doing this dance and whatnot. And she starts dancing with them and they're doing this dance. But um, that's when they go back to the apartment. He spends the night and the scene in the shower where. He gets out of the bed the next morning and he, he he thinks it's her in the shower. So he goes open up the shower. It's not her. Right. So then he goes downstairs and he sits on the couch. And all of a sudden, the woman that was in the sh- shower is downstairs sitting on the couch, which I thought was really funny because they played around with that. But that was her roommate at the time in which they were very close. I thought that was really weird because up until that point, remember the mom reading the paper about the the murderer and it was a, um, a karate instructor and someone named Ralph. So, you know, she's having these nightmares screaming. Well, I, I wouldn't call them nightmares, but these awesome dreams where she's screaming and dreaming about someone named Ralph. And remember, he she had told him about a, a, a karate instructor friend that she knew. So I loved how the more they date, he then gets paranoid because he starts to believe maybe he is dating that axe murderer, the, the, the murderer, because 
the similarities with her stories with the, the karate instructor. I mean, at that point, I'm like, she's it. She is the killer. He's dating the killer. So I found it funny how he tried to distance himself from her. And when he decides to break up with her, because at that point he thought, no doubt, this is her. Right. And he now, enlisted his best friend to help out. And the best friend's like, you're crazy. You have a great relationship. It's not her. Right. <clears throat> he goes, you're crazy. Every single time when you meet another woman or whatever, you think there's something wrong with, with her and everything. He goes, trust me. She's not Mrs. X. Mrs. X does right. not exist. She And he goes, come on. Would you at least look at the background for me? So right. they look at the background. It comes out clean. Also, yeah. too... His friend is also when I was, he's also hating his job because his boss is not like the police right. captains on the TV and everything. The police captain has is trying to rehearse for him so that way <laughs> he, he can get excited about being a cop. Right. You say pay, pay right. on. Next time I see your spaghetti looking ass and everything, I'm gonna go on ahead and fire you up the up there and now you're gonna be a beat cop. Uh, you, <laughs> so, when they were going at it. I thought it was real. I when the when the, the 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 his boss goes into his office and starts going off on him. Stay away from this case. You're not going to be on this case. Blah 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 blah. And he's like, wait and wait. No, I told you if I see you on this case, you know there's going to be problems. Whatever. Then they stop, and he's like, how did I do? You did really good. It's more be believable now. That was really good. Keep working on it. And I'm sitting there like, wait, what? <laughs> Oh, okay, because he's okay. Yeah, I, I I thought that was really funny, and I love Alan Arkin, and I to do. see him in this a young Alan Arkin in this film. Like I said, he everyone who was anyone at that time, comedic wise, was in this film. Even Charles Bronson from uh, Big Tobin was in this movie though too. And yes, Phil right. Yep. Yes. Oh, and oh, I that's another scene I loved when they uh, premiere Phil Hartman. They go to Alcatraz um, to go, you know, go on a tour to Alcatraz. And who do you know is the lead cop there and used to work at Alcatraz? Here enters, you know, Phil Hartman. I love that scene. I thought it was, he was so funny because he, he was taking it so serious. And, and everything, you know, Phil Hartman, you know, at that remember he embodies the character. Yep. So even the walk that he does, if you watch the way that he walks, you know, um, and as he's given the, the background story on a uh, Birdman or no, the, the uh, extra facts that, yeah. that he said others don't tell him, he's, he's really serious with that. And he's telling them about this story. And all of a sudden he's like, well, let's go to the cafeteria and go, go, go look at the cafeteria. And just I, I, <laughs> I love that, that he was in a film. I wasn't expecting him to be in the film. Right. It's always good to see those little surprises that you don't yes. think think about and everything. I thought right. that that was an excellent way of throwing some 90s comedians at you and everything yes. for that time period, though, too. Yeah. But also, that's also the scene where he said, where uh, his friend's asking him, so the real question is, did you sleep with her? Just, I just want to let you know, she's a lovely, beautiful person. She's affectionate <laughs> and she's lovable. And yes, we did have sex. <laughs> yes, that was so funny. So funny. And you know, the thing about it is like, you really want the relationship to work. You know what I mean? And you're right. and you're hoping that she's not the, the killer, that that he's wrong. But up until that, that point in the film, 
if you're watching it, you you do believe that she is the killer. And so as they, you know, when he breaks off things with her because he's like, you know, he tells her, you know, I, I'm just, I don't think it's going to work. I need time, all this stuff. They break up. Then he finds out that they actually arrest someone well, not arrest. Someone turns themselves in because they say that they're the ex, you know, the, the murder. Right. So at that point, he thinks, great, it's not her. Uh, they already have someone um, in custody. I'm going to go back and get her back. They start dating again. And then weird things start to happen. Right. Also, too, I want to mention this, though. Rose, her sister, or her roommate, she yes. to me, she was very weird. If you think about it, though, yeah. yeah, especially when she goes, she starts reading uh, the note that uh, Harriet had left for Charlie. Yeah. Goes, just make a, make yourself at home and thank you for the hot dog. Because, well, that was a lovely note. Because, well, I'll just be going. Because, well, you know, you can always just come on ahead and stay. Uh, how about some buttermilk pancakes, <laughs> right. bacon and sausage? <laughs> and he's like, okay. So with some coffee, <laughs> with some coffee, he goes okay. So next thing you know, it it was Fruit Loops that she's pouring for him. He goes, he goes, she goes. I'm sorry, we didn't have none of that stuff. He goes, it's okay. That stuff will probably kill you anyways. He goes, and as he's pouring the Fruit Loops, he goes, this is high in fiber and it's good for part of your breakfast. And it had like, it had like a little call like, back to Wayne's have Apple Jacks, you know. Yeah. But I I I like Fruit Loops. And, you know, so it's funny when, when he, he's eating the Fruit Loops. And, but remember, she starts walking away and she says something really weird, which was, don't worry, I'll make sure to let her know nothing happened. And he's like, wait, 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 nothing did, did happen. And she's like, don't worry about it. I'll make sure to let her know nothing happened. So she is weird because you're like, what the hell? What, what's up with her? Exactly. And she the, the, also the part when, you know, they get ready to leave um, Harriet and Charlie when uh, the exchange between Rose and Harriet, the, the hug goodbye and the kiss goodbye. And, you know, because I'm thinking that Rose is Ralph. Mm, and it wasn't okay, Ralph. That. This okay. Ralph that she keeps screaming about. Then you meet Ralph, which was a really good friend of her from college. So right. there is a Ralph, but it is a female. Right, which I thought that was very different. Because remember, when yeah. she's screaming out Ralph, she goes, Ralph. Okay. She. Yes, she. that's right. Okay. And, you know, when you first get with someone, like, okay, I'll just let this one go. It'll be okay. <laughs> you know, yeah. there's, like, red flags going all over the place. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. He says, okay, I'll let this one go. It'll be fine. And then... um. Also, too, I love how he woos her back, though, whenever he's at. Because yeah. sweet, uh, he yeah. does the poem thing. Sweet Harriet, sweet Haggis, uh, Haggis uh, Butcher Shop. I'm not, I'm not going for verbatim here, but. Right, and, then, right. uh, and then I like how he uses the fire analogy, though, too, with it. He goes, uh, trying to stop me as if I'm, there's a fire. Uh <laughs> Burning into your heart, into the night he screams. <laughs> I thought that was so cute when he did that because, I mean, you know, he he knows he messed up and he's going out of out of his way to get her back. So when he does his little poem, you know, at her window, 
absolutely they're going to get back together. It's really cute. And, and, and the poems that he does, uh, you know, woman. Woman. <laughs> yeah. Woman. You know, so I, I like that part because, um, you know, well, they also revisited at the end of the film. But anyway, so they do get back together. Right. And he, you know, they're going to celebrate the his parents' 30th uh, wedding anniversary, which was another fun scene. Um, they all go out and, you know, they have this huge cake for mom and dad. Um, also, mom is, um, isn't she Ian, uh, the, the best friend at that time, too, because she has a, a thing for the best friend. But yep. they go, they, they do the whole 30th wedding anniversary. Great scene. He then asks Harriet to marry him. Uh, takes her a little while to decide that she's going to marry him. And then she decides, yes. Right. And then also, too, she's also, here's another key thing with Mrs. X. She also knows the words to only you. And, That's right. And That's his right. friend goes, does she know the words for only you? And he goes, gee, I don't know. We haven't reached that far in our relationship where I can actually right. ask her, do you know the words to only you? That's right. <laughs> and, then, and remember at the wedding, which is so funny, the best friend in here standing up and all of a sudden, Harriet gets on a microphone and you hear her singing only you. And remember they look the look that they look that they give each other. They look and they're like, nah, nah, couldn't be. Couldn't be. <laughs> Not only did she know the words, but she knew the words in another language as well, because she spoke Russian as well. Yeah. So at that point I'm thinking, oh my gosh, she knows the words. It's her. It's absolutely her. Because I'm I'm watching and trying to figure this out. It's absolutely her. She knows the words. But you don't want it to be her at the same point because they have such a great relationship, but you're not thinking that it's anyone else but her. Exactly. And then also, yeah. too, I love, let's go back with Rose and everything because she does come back again when they yeah. first get back together again. And right. and Charlie, they just got done uh, sleeping with each other again, and then they're taking a bath together, and then that's when Rose says, um, you got um, you have a visitor, and then he pulled Charlie pulls out the uh bat bathtub head and goes, That's right. Send down the card, please. <laughs> <laughs> Chancy, go ahead and and uh call do us a favor and send the card around the front. Thank you. And then of course he goes downstairs and then she goes, This is Ralph. And he's the face on his uh face is just priceless. He goes, Ralph, Ralph. He goes over there and hugs her, and next thing you know it, the towel drops. <laughs> That's right. That's absolutely right. And he's just kind of stunned. And they're all, you know, just, you know, he's like, I'm naked, right? Yeah, you're naked. So he's still hugging Ralph, <laughs> pulls up his towel, and he said something really funny to her. And, or maybe next time, or, you know, whatever. And she's like, okay, I'll see you. But, the relief that he had to know that this is Ralph. There is right. a Ralph. It is a female. It is not a man. Thank you, God. It is not a man. Love you, Ralph. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, but yeah, I definitely love the, the shock value on their faces, though, at the wedding. I thought that was really good. That was priceless. Yeah. Yeah. And then they go to this poet's. I'm going to call it dead poet's place because basically yes. yeah. a bunch of right. famous uh, people um, who write poetry went to this place to write their po poems and stuff like that. And he thought this was a great place to have the honeymoon. 
and everything. And then I also like the car ride where he goes, yes, you are a sex machine. Yeah, <laughs> You're the right. best husband I ever had. And then right. you know, just why did you say that? <laughs> um, yeah, I thought that was weird too when she's like, because you know he's he's doing that with her mouth, and but when he makes that statement, and she's like, "Why would you say that?" Because and at that point, she's really starting to act kind of weird, and and she's kind of you know you're you're suspecting her, but yeah, she does do that. I'm like, that's odd. Why would she have a problem with that? And he's even taken back by that. But they get over that, and he's like, "I'm just, I just said it. It was just, it came up, and that's something I said. I I didn't mean anything behind." And she's like. Oh, okay. Okay. So this whole trip that they take to the dead poet's place where they're also celebrating their, the, the lodge where they're going to, you know, have their honeymoon at and have this dinner at this place is absolutely the people and the characters in there are absolutely hilarious. But the funniest thing was when the detective friend ends up sending out her picture and all the witnesses say, that's her. I remember her. That's her. So then he's like, oh, my gosh, she is the murderer. Let me get to Charlie. So he takes this plane, which is the most funniest plane trip ever. First of all, if you ever seen Half-Baked, that's Guy that was on the couch. That's pl- flying the plane. Yep. You, you know his voice because you, that's all you heard was his, was his voice. So his part was absolutely hilarious because they're in a storm. The plane looks like it's going to go down. And the freaking the freaking pilot, remember when he falls asleep? When he yeah. Falls asleep? <laughs> yeah, I remember. remember when he falls asleep, and the dude looks over, and he's like, "Wake up, wake up!" And he's uh, like, "Oh man, I was having such a good, dream. A good dream. I was dying at that. That was so funny. That whole plane ride was funny because you think it's what? gonna go down, but." He he was absolutely hilarious. The pilot was absolutely hilarious. So as he's on his way to go save Charlie from, you know, the, the fiance murder, they're having this hilarious dinner, their honeymoon dinner. And at this point, Charlie believes and knows for a fact, I am with her. She is the murderer. And from this point, he's trying everything in his power to not be alone, alone with her. So you have the couples in in the restaurant, you know, the maitre d' comes in and he's like, oh, we want to celebrate, you know, uh, 30 years for this one couple at the table. And then he looks at Charlie and Harriet and he's like, and you know, this is the newlyweds here and let's get the newlywed chair. And it's funny because Mike Myers, Charlie, doesn't want anything to do with this. No. So they're all throwing them together and they got him in his chair and he's trying to avoid Harriet. And Harriet's kind of like noticing that Charlie's acting really strange. Mm-hmm. It's so funny. So then they take the honeymoon chair up to the room. And how funny was it when Charlie asked the, the bellhop guy? Um, oh <clears throat> that was so <laughs> funny. That was, and not only that, but you know, you don't realize maybe that chair might have been, you know, I think if it would have been under, if nothing happened, if she wasn't the murderer or whatever, it would be like a joyful 
type of yes. thing with it. Yeah. If this was the, the chair was a horrifying thing for him. <laughs> <laughs> and we can tell you that it terrified him. His whole behavior right. with her was well, so funny. And that, that scene was the funniest. When he when he thinks that it's her, he don't want nothing to do with that chair. Nope. He wanted he wanted the, the, the bellhop boy to stay with them, have a nightcap, and he's yelling down the hall, please. Just stay for a night. <laughs> he and then you know you have Harriet who pulls him in a room, and he's just trying to avoid her. Let's go do this. Let's go do that. And she's like, no. She wants to be with him and wondering why he's acting weird. So he right. then figures out a way to lock her in the closet. Well, remember this though too. I love when they first get into the hotel though, and she supposedly has a headache, and then the bell, the concierge is like. Do you really think she has a headache? That's right. That was really, that's right. That's and right. Then you see and the wedding. Like, then you see, it's like, oh, nothing, nothing. And then when she's in the bathroom, though, you see all the wedding rings that she actually had. That's, that's right. That's right. Right. I forgot that. And then another thing, though, too, before he locks her in the closet and everything, too, there the hotel room is decked out, and each yeah. hotel thing has its own theme. So it was yeah. B, this one had. A little hatchet, a little axe. Right. And I'm like, Charlie, if you <laughs> thought right. that this person <laughs> was right. the axe murderer, why would you go ahead and book a room <laughs> with that? With Thank that? you. Yes. I remember <laughs> seeing that and I'm like, why would they why would you choose this room? I mean, because it's right there. As soon as you walk in, that axe is right there, which scares the shit out of him because he wants to make sure. She don't get to that act because he just knows he thinks he's a dead man. Right. And then, you know, Harry goes, look, we have to talk. Because look, I already know about all your husbands. <laughs> That's Wait, right, right. You do? Yeah. And then, you know, at that point, he shoves her into the closet. They're fighting <laughs> back and forth. She jumps on him and then he puts her in the closet. <clears throat> and then after that, well, also, too, I want to mention this one little scene that I thought was actually mm -hmm. funny, though, at the dinner table. Yeah. When his friend's calling him up and telling him, "Yes, don't, don't uh, leave or anything. <laughs> I'm coming to help you." He takes the phone and right. and he goes, "What should I do?" The man who's sitting next to uh, in the next on where the next table is, he goes, "Don't worry, son. You'll know what to do when the time is right." Right, <laughs> right. And and Harriet's sitting there like, "Who is it, Charlie? Who is it? It's nobody." It's nobody. He's holding that phone. And remember when the phone goes dead? Remember when the phone goes dead? Right. The phone goes dead. The electricity the goes out. Goes Come and help me. I'm... That's right. He goes, please help me. I'm in... And then he goes, I'm in love with a beautiful That's person. That's right. And then the lights go out. Yep. Would scare that before that's when they were getting that that uh, wedding chair to, or the yeah the wedding chair together. The the light they the lights go out. You hear it, it's frantic. Everyone's frantic in there. The lights go back on and people there are used to it. But just his behavior with the with the telephone thing, all that, it's nonstop laughing from that point on because you know we're we're getting close to finding out who this person is. And then Rose shows up. The, the letter in in the room? 
Yeah, uh, because remember, it was supposed to be where Charlie uh, killed himself. Yes. He, and he's yeah, reading that's his right. He wasn't letter. supposed to be there. Right. Because you weren't supposed to be here, Charlie. That's not very nice of you to be here. And he just looks and he realizes it's not actual Harriet that's killing anybody. It's Harriet that's killing exactly. her husband because she's jealous of Harriet and everything. Yes. And also, too, while that's going on, his friend's still coming. But yeah. he has, then he winds up asking to commandeer a vehicle which belongs to Charles Brosnan. That's and, right. And he goes, look, I need to commandeer your vehicle. He goes, no. He goes, this is a police of this is a police emergency. No, not gonna happen. Right. Well, how about how about this? Why don't you drive and <laughs> and he's going the speed limit? <laughs> Charles is just going the speed limit, doing everything that he's supposed to be doing, but driving fast. And here's his friend tapping on the on That's the, right. That's right. That's right. That's <laughs> right. He was like, Can you stop that? That annoys me because he's just like Waiting, and you're right. They're just they're just having a little drive. And right. also, what was funny was when he gets to the hotel and drops him off. He's like, "Would you mind waiting here for me? I'll be right out." He looks at him and takes off in a car. Not <laughs> happening. I thought that no. was so funny. That was so funny. Same here. Uh, Charles Brosnan, uh, God bless his soul. He he passed yeah. away. and everything, but the comedic timing for that one little scene was great. Yeah. To be honest right. with you, if you're looking for a movie that has some old SNL uh, cast members, this yeah. is the movie for you, though, if you want to get that yeah. feel. <clears throat> but then all of a sudden, you have Charlie up on the roof with Rose. Oh and then right. he's she's over there <laughs> with the axe. She throws the axe. She misses him. And he also <laughs> slides off of the uh, roof. It lands on, and right. then he lands on the axe's handle, and of course, you know it's nuts. Yeah, <laughs> and, and then he's also his now. His friends finally makes it over to the hotel room, and everything kicks in the door. He goes, "Where's Charlie at? She's up. He's up up there, <laughs> <laughs> up on the up on the roof." <laughs> Just and he's she, at this point, he thinks that she's totally BSing him. Yes. So she takes her out of the closet, handcuffs her, and goes, okay, we're going to have ourselves a talk. Where is Charlie? And then you can actually hear them on the roof. With the so funny. So funny. You hear the axe being hit on the roof. You hear him, Charlie, yelling. And throughout this whole scene, he's sitting there with a cigarette talking to Harriet, like, you know, we got to get down to the bottom of this. And she's like, <laughs> He's on the roof. Don't you hear him? And the whole time they're talking, what's so funny about this, you hear him up there yelling for help. And you hear that axe, every, the thump of the axe. I was again dying. It was so funny because he doesn't hear them. And no. she's getting upset. She's like, he's up there. Don't you hear? And you hear him just screaming for help. And he's just sitting there. Let's talk. No, we need to talk. We need to talk. And as they're talking, you hear what's going on. So you're dying because you hear what's going on up on the roof. And then at that point, I think Charlie comes sliding down off the roof and he winds yeah. up back in the hotel room uh, room again because he busted the windows out. That's right. And then at that point, he realizes that his friend is alive, but also, too, Rose is actually dangling from the roof. 
Right. So he reaches out to get Rose, get her off the roof, bring her inside the room, and they have her. And because she's like, please help me, please, please don't let me fall. And she's she's the murderer. She's been doing it the whole time. So what did you think about that? What did you think about Rose being the murderer and not Harriet? I mean, I like the fact that um, Harriet wasn't, but you know, we rewatching it, you can definitely something something was off about Rose though. Yes, it, yeah, looking back at it and and the earlier scenes when you when they first introduced Rose, something's absolutely off. I didn't think at all that it was her because I like the way the movie just keeps you thinking that it is Harriet because there's no other reason why she has this, this karate instructor, you know, boyfriend who died The you know, everything that's in that paper. And to find out that the twist is it's Rose. It was, I kind of wanted it to be Harriet, but happy that it wasn't, but knowing that it was Rose, it was, it was great. It was a good twist. It was Same. a good twist. And it's one that you, this is a movie where you do want to watch maybe more than once because the first time you watch it, like I did today, you didn't see a lot of that. You wouldn't think that it's a uh, uh, Rose, but if you watch it again, then you're able to, you know, you start noticing things and seeing things, especially with her. Exactly. And then, of the, then of course, after that, it goes back over to the introduction, right where we had at the very beginning of the film with the co- uh, with the coffee shop at the cafe. Yes. And he starts talking about uh, Rose being the murderer. That's right. That's right. I, I loved his little uh, poem about that with Harriet's picture up there. Um, loved how it, it ended. And also, I I absolutely appreciated all the different shots, like you said earlier, of an early San Francisco in the early 90s. Yep. You know, the the Bay Bridge, just they got some great shots of the city. So I thought that was classic and great as well. Same here. I thought it symbolizes San Francisco and gives you yep. the heart of San Francisco in the right way, in the right context. Right. And then also, too, I mean, this, this movie makes you want to go visit San Francisco. Yes. I'll, I'll just be honest with you. And everything too, and we haven't seen a movie where it gave you that kind of San Francisco kind of feel for right. it or anything like that. And it's just good to actually have that. Yeah, you know. Yeah, <clears throat> but yeah. As a matter of fact, they're actually making a spinoff movie for this. Are they? Yeah, I just saw. I, I didn't click on the link or anything like that. One of my friends shared it from Movie Web, and the reason why I didn't click on it was because I don't really trust Movie Web as a source. Okay. Uh, unless it comes from like coming soon, joeblow.com, okay. Variety, or somewhere that somewhere I know that gives full yeah. factual information because I don't even yeah. trust uh, we got this covered. Uh, but, you know, if they are doing it, it makes me excited, but at the same time, kind of hesitant. Yeah. Because, because I like this movie. It's a one and done kind of movie where you don't really need anything else with it. Yeah. Um, because I don't really want to see a spinoff of this, to be honest with you. And as a matter of fact, I'm very hesitant with spinoff movies and spin and also movies. Here's the thing: off, off, also too, uh, TV shows that are based off of a movie, especially a one-off movie. For yes. example, Shooter, Lethal Weapon, stuff like that. I'm always right. hesitant when right here stuff like that. Yeah, I I, I agree with you. I think um, I, I felt like Lethal Weapon. You know, leave it alone. You know. Um, but this movie, I don't see um, why you would, you know, 
remake it or reboot it or make it into a series. I don't see why you would mess with it. It is what it is. It's a good movie for the time. And we, you know, it's a classic. It's a cult classic. So leave it alone. There's nothing, there's nothing else to do with it. Right. Another thing I want to ask you this, there's this scene that I wanted to know. I wanted to know if you and your friends played that game that Charlie and his friend, their friends played where, how would you like to die? You remember that? Oh uh, yeah, um, that I've totally forgot about that scene. I haven't. I haven't. Me either. That that was a funny scene though. And when it gets to uh, the the uh, the detective's girlfriend when she's like, electrocution. <laughs> That's that. That was just that. <laughs> and I'm even waiting. I'm like, that. That's that. Right. Yeah. That's that. Yeah. But yeah, I, I haven't played anything like that or anything like that. I was just because here's the thing: I love conversations where they feel so real with the characters. Yeah. Like you would actually right. have certain discussions with your friends and stuff like that. Yeah. So that's something I wanted to ask you was something like that. But this movie is great. If you guys haven't seen So I Married an Ex Murderer, you can actually rent it for like three bucks or four dollars right. on YouTube right now. It was on Amazon Prime free, but sadly, it's not on there anymore. But check this movie out. It has a lot of heart. It has a lot of meaning to it. It's it's a great comedy. I strongly recommend it if you're into underrated comedies. And also Mike Myers at his at his peak, in my <laughs> opinion. Also, too, I want to say this is actually probably where he got the idea for Fat Bastard. And everything for Austin Powers. Very true. Very true. Because this was the first one. This was, you know, yeah. Because he's Jewish, but he's playing a Scottish in a Scottish role. So it was different. Yeah. So... Uh, is there any other thoughts that you wanted to get out there for this film? Um, no, just the fact that I'm just, uh, it's absolutely underrated. Um, you watch the movie. I agree everything what John says. Um, you guys will see some, some comedy greats at that time. Definitely. Everybody was in this film. Yep. If you definitely want to get your SNL fill, go ahead and check out So I Married an Axe yeah. Murderer. Um, so with that being said, where can everybody follow you at? You can follow me on Instagram at McCree123Hotmail.com. That's M-C-C-R-E-E Hotmail.com for monologues, beauty videos, and pictures. Also, um, Twitter at RossiBark1. That's uh, Rossi Lynn Bark one And Facebook under Rossi Lynn. Okay. And guys, okay, we didn't get a chance to do a Rambo uh, First Blood Part 2 review or anything like that last night. Some things wound up happening with our other friend that was going to join us, so we didn't get around to doing it. But guess what? We have a digital code for all five uh, Rambo films. Here's the thing. You guys have to stick around for the whole entire show when we start announcing it and everything that we're going to be doing our Rambo reviews. You guys have to go on ahead. Number one, like the video, share the video. Another thing, too, that I, you guys need to do, too, is... You guys need to go on ahead, tell us while we're on the air, why you're the biggest Rambo fan, and you have to stay through the whole entire thing until we're done so we can actually get a winner. So that's what we have planned out for that. There's not going to be any shows for Saturday and Sunday. We are actually experiencing a tropical storm that's coming in over here, so there won't be any shows for tomorrow. But stay tuned on for Monday because I'm sure that we might actually have something planned then. But my good friend Charlie and his friends are going to be doing a show tomorrow night, I believe. They're going to get together uh, sometime tomorrow and let me know what they're going to be doing. But there is going to be a show. It's just not going to be me on it. So 
another thing too, guys, is if you guys want to donate to the page and everything, how do you do that? You just go to gofundme.com forward slash movie lovers podcast. And then of course you guys can follow me on Facebook at movie lovers, TV lovers unite over there and underneath the same brand name on Instagram and on Pinterest. And then you guys can also go on ahead, go to movieloversunite.com for all your movie news and, and everything else for your ever and ever. And then of course you can go on ahead, get an audio only podcast of this of this episode and many more that we do here at Movie Lovers Unite, where you guys get your podcasts from. Another thing, too, is we also do some shows on stereo. So follow me at Movie Lovers Unit over there. If you're a sponsor and would like to sponsor us, just go ahead and hit me up at MovieLoversUnite at gmail.com. And then, of course, go ahead and follow me on Twitter at Movie Lovers Unit. And those are all the places they can reach me at. It's been great. Thank you again, Rossi, for joining me for this review. It was all, it's always a pleasure. It's always a fun time to be able to do this with you. So always until next time, guys. It's been real. It's been fun. Stay safe out there. And bye-bye. Hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. This is your host, as always, from Movie Lovers Unite, John DiGorio, and I just want to sit, talk about something real quick, and that is Audible. What is Audible? I'm so glad that you guys asked. Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audio books, ranging from bestsellers like Anne Rice, Stephen King, the list just goes on. Their whole entire catalog, when it comes down to audio books, is just fantastic. If you're on on the road and everything and you want an audio book and you want to download it fast, go ahead, go to Audible. You're not going to regret it. They actually have a trial right now that you guys can actually jump on. You can actually go on ahead, go to the link, and it'll bring you up to that trial. And a matter of fact, every month, members actually get one credit to pick any title plus two Audible originals from a monthly selection and access to daily news digest from the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, and the Washington Post, as well as guided meditation programs. Another thing too, guys, that's not all they have. They also have, they also have, finish, if you actually want to go ahead and do some things to actually better yourself for 2021, they have stuff for that too, like finishing more books or becoming a better parent, leader, or a person. How-to books, which is something that everybody seems to grab onto a lot lately and everything else. So if you guys are actually looking for something to maybe better yourself for 2021, go on ahead, check out those books as well. They have a big catalog. You guys won't regret it. Go ahead, click on the link below in the description notes. Go on ahead. You guys won't regret it. Sign up for that trial period. And always until next time, stay safe, guys, and enjoy the show. And God bless.